episode number two of Hebrews in Exile. Let's explore just how creative Hebrews are with Rabbi Robert V. Holman Jr. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr., and this is Hebrews in Exile. You know, it's uh, February, and it's Black History Month. So I want to talk about some things that that spark and focus around people of color. But I want to go back to the beginning. And one of the things that being a black Hebrew in exile allows me to understand that I am an African-American Hebrew Israelite, and I'm here in in the land of the United States of America. But I've come to realize that there's something very uh, unique about me and about all of us that we need to focus on in terms of blackness. And that is the fact that our first father, Adam, was a person of color who was made by the Most High from the dust of the ground. Now, here's one of the things people don't understand about that. They don't understand because they don't study Hebraically that the word Adam is not the name of a person. It's, it means man. But the, uh, the suffix dam, which is the Hebrew word for blood, uh, is a substance that before it is uh, it is connected with oxygen, it is a very deep, dark color. It might be dark red or almost black. So we have man that is made black from the dust of the ground, which the dust of the ground is either going to be dark red or, or also a very brownish color. So the Most High created black people. <laughs> that we want to celebrate in Black History Month, and so our origin is our origin of blackness goes back to creation. But not only does our origin go back to creation, our origin also connects with the Hebrew people. So I no longer talk about uh, uh, Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov and Masha. I no longer talk about them in light of a story. I talk about them now in light of the biography of who I am and who I am connected to. So I have to celebrate. I got if I'm going to celebrate Black History Month or time, I got to go. I have. To, I got. I got to go get Father Abraham. I got to go get. I got to go get Isaac, Jacob, and, and Masha and those guys. I got to go get them. You know, and they, and these were these were great contributors. You have to realize that when you talk about Abraham, Abraham is one of the greatest black contributors to people of color in the whole wide world. And that is because anybody of faith and anybody that talks about God connects back to Father Abraham to gain their aspect of faith, out of which we now connect to the Hebrew sons of Israel 
the loins that come out of Abraham, which happens to be Isaac, who produces Jacob, who produces the 12 12 tribes, which are our lineage, and these people are people that are, man, they're, they're something else. We need to talk about them in Black History Month. I mean, Mashe, Mashe is a person of color. That's Moses. And he is the greatest contributor to everything that connects back to us because the Most High spoke to him to speak to us, to give us this thing that's called a way of life. And in Black History Month, he needs to be celebrated. And, you know, and you come down the line, like I said before, for me, the Bible, the scriptures are not a story. They are a, they are a narrative and they are a dialogue about my ancestry. And I'm and I'm connected to them, and out of them comes some, like I said, comes some great some great people. I mean, we don't have to stop there. We can let's move it along and talk about talk about the greatest king. King David is not is not a white man. He is a black person. He is a person of color from the tribe of Yehuda. And the Most High says about about him, he is my anointed king forever and into the distant future. And when we look at the at the contribution that King David gave to our people, he gave them a he ruled in a time that he gave us complete peace. Uh, he was a warrior. He destroyed uh, the enemies that would come against us and all the time that he reigned Israel and our forefathers lived in peace. I mean, this man, this man, this man is awesome. And we talk about him as though he's not connected. And we, we fast forward into this modern world to want to praise and lift up people, uh, and rightfully so, for their contributions that they've made in this exiled land, which we're going to talk about. But I can't, I, I can't fast forward to today and give recognition to the people that are doing things in this exiled land without going back and, 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 and pulling, and pulling our, our forefathers and our ancestors into the, into the narrative. Uh, then, then the Most High had given them a commandment to to go and go about the earth and to repopulate the earth, but they settled in a particular place where they had to be confounded so that they could move and 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 do what the Most High wanted them to do. And uh, Yefat, the uh, the youngest of the sons, he migrated into the north into the Caustics. Where we get where we get all of these people that are Euro, that are Eurocentric and European, but uh, but um, uh, Shem Shem stayed in the land as did Ham. So I mean I have to talk about them, but not by, but now let's 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 fast forward some things here. What people don't know, as I celebrate Black History Month, is that there is a king that. Probably everybody that has a Bible or has had a Bible back in the day has. And before all the other translations came out, it was one of the most popular translations of Bibles that there were. It's called the King James. But the people don't know that King James was one of the kings of, uh, of Great Britain, France, Ireland 
and uh, that this person of color was very prominent. Now, here's what you don't get. Here's what you're not going to teach. And you're not going to find this anywhere but in the Hebrew aspect of understanding. We're talking about Hebrews in exile. And if we're going to be in exile, then we kind of need to know something about our history and where the family all is. When Assyrians, when the Assyrians attack uh, the Hebrew people, in their inclusion, there was there was there was part many of the tribes and the family of the Hebrew people that escaped Assyrian captivity, and when they escaped it, they migrated away from the land. Again, one of the persons or one of the groups that have, that migrated away from the land are the people that are associated with King James. Now, you know, when we say. British, we have to break British up into two syllables. There's yes. two Hebrew words that, that, that help us connect Britain back to the family. Britain is not, is not the origin of Eurocentrics. It is the origin and the creation of the Hebrew people of Israel. So when we break up the word Britain, we get the word Brit. And in the Hebrew language, Brit means covenant. But when we talk when we tack on the suffix to Brit and we get the word ish, we get ish. Ish means man. So if we put them two together, British, we have covenant man. So the Britain, Britain is is the progenitor of the Hebrew people, and they had they had some black kings and queens that lived in Britain. Yeah, never find it out. But it's but it's populated. I was doing some research. As a matter of fact, I I I I, I I'm always looking at trying to find black history and information that connects us to something. And I came across uh, some writings uh, that that talk about King James um, and his and his work that he that he did. But you can research you can research this this stuff and you'll find that uh, this man King James and he has a son and some princes that were there and there and there are also some some black uh, queens that were part of Great Britain Great Britain that made great contributions to our civilization and who we are as a people not just here in America but remember. Hebrew Israelites are dispersed everywhere in the world. And in the four corners that we are dispersed, we have made major contributions to civilization and the way of life. Why is that? See, we have to go back to the beginning again. And we got to talk about our, our greatest father from whom all, if we're going to celebrate something, let's celebrate the fact that the black man is not an inferior person. He is superior to all humanity because out of Adam, who happens to be a black man, all other populations of people come. We can produce them. They can't produce us. That makes us a superior, a superior people. And that's borne out scientifically. That's not just that's you, you you can you can you can you can you can fact check that. 
So listen, Hebrews in exile, you and I have got to begin to stand up and resonate and square our shoulders. And in the midst of the bullshit, we got to realize that we are somebody and quit acting like we're inferior. Quit acting like we got we got blinders on. Stop being thugs and and arise to the to the consciousness of who the father made you from the beginning adam was the individual who named everything that the most high created the most high is a spirit so he had to have a physical individual to do the work for him that he placed in him man that's hey and and it's not just black people um there are hispanics hispanics are connected to us uh like i said Adam is the father of humanity, so all people flow out of him. But there are some, there are some good, uh, there are some good nations, and there are some not so good nations, you know. But we are the superior people because we were created first, and not only were we created first, but out of the loins of Noach and his son uh, Shem, Father Abraham, Yaakov, Yitzchak, the 12 sons of Israel come, who are the influencers of the faith and the spirit of the creator. So we got to talk about all these people so that we can, we can, we can stop, we can stop acting like like we quit walking with our heads down and like we've been all beat up and we have been beat up now there's something that i've learned in taking stock in this issue that we're talking about tonight and there was a gentleman uh by the name of carter g Woodson and Carter G. Woodson is uh, defined and considered to be the pioneer of the African American history, uh, and he was a the son of a former slave, and he spent his childhood working in the coal mines. And at nineteen, having taught himself English fundamentals and arithmetic, uh, this gentleman entered high school, uh, where he completed four year curriculum in in two years. So. Um, this person, Carter G. Woodson, who is a person of color, who was also a a, a former uh, a former slave, he comes. He's the son of slaves. Decided that you know he, he, there was no at his time of going to school, there was nothing that depicted the contributions of people of color in the educational cycle. Hey, man, when I went to school, when I went to school, and I ain't going to tell you how old I am, but uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I went to school at a time when the history books didn't tell us nothing about black history, and I didn't hear anything about black history until after I was out of college. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look at, you look back at it and you go, you know, when I was coming up in school, we 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 didn't hear anything about about anybody of color. Um, you know, that's one reason why I I never liked history. I didn't care about the War of eighteen twelve and what General who did who did what and what happened in eighteen eighty six. What the what the heck? You know, what I know is that my people have been enslaved 
by a people that have treated them like they were dirt. And uh, and then I realized that that our contribution to society was very great. And here in my late years, I've come to realize how great a contribution that we have made to society. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about the achievements of the uh, of the people of the, of the people of color of this era because that's that's all over the place you mm-hmm. you can you can go and get that but let me let me give you one one short one um, there was one time that I really found out I used to hear hear the word the real McCoy go oh, the real McCoy what's yeah. the real McCoy do yeah. you know and, I, and then I begin to find out that man the real McCoy was something that was associated with uh, the floaters on the railroad to keep that keep the the, the uh, railroad cards cars uh, balanced and floating and you know that was that was a contribution of people of cover of a black man uh in today's society we look at we've just seen the movie numbers man uh we just heard that there was a black woman who is responsible for uh gsp gps rather i mean and all of these things so when we look at ourselves and know who we are, and know where we came from, and who our creators are, then we have to recognize the genius that resides within us, and the resilience. You have to think about another thing, and that is, in the midst of everything that we have been through, yet, I'm going to use the words of Maya Angelou, yet we live. We've been killed, we've been hung, we've been barbecued, our children have been fed to alligators, we have been dumped in the Atlantic Ocean, and yet and still to this day, we are resilient, we live, and we got the first black president, we got the first black female uh, a vice president in this crazy nation that we live in, but they they come on the shoulders of some great black people that preceded them, and you know you know Frederick Douglass, uh, Thurgood Marshall, uh, all of these kinds of people resonate in my mind. There's another gentleman I want to talk about that uh, that was part of uh, was part of a movement. Uh, this that was that was a part of the movement of social of social justice that you don't hear about and his name happens to be Paul Robinson and uh, Paul Robinson was an American bass baritone man the man had a he had a he had a voice I remember him very very uh, succinctly he had an awesome voice and this gentleman uh, got ostracized. Um, he got ostracized uh, back in his day uh, for for his views of trying to bring about social justice and equality, for which the people of this nation ostracized him, accused him of being a communist because he was talking about socialist ideas and equality for people of color. The man lost his his passport. He lost his ability to travel. He couldn't go nowhere. He lost his money, all because of the mindset of the people in this exiled land that we were living in didn't understand the nature 
back in 1976 or 19. When was he born? He was born in born in an 18 uh, in 1898. And so during that time and coming forward, man, this guy this this guy was was proactive. In, in, in trying to bring about justice for people of color. And he got ostracized, you know, so it's not, it's nothing new. But I wanted to bring him up. I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about him because these are the kind of people that are the forerunners long before there was a Martin Luther King uh, movement and so forth and so on to, to spear us forward and, and what we're doing. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, that, you know, as I look at it and I realize that in our 21st century, probably one of the greatest black men that resonates in history is Dr. Martin Luther King. And Dr. Martin Luther King did a whole lot for, for us. But now, now, today that we're living in, if we would only wake up as a whole, as a whole people, if the black people in the hood who are killing themselves, if the, if the, uh, I'm not going to call us uneducated because we're not, we're not uneducated. Man, how can you get arrested, go to prison and be resilient in prison and do, and do some great crazy stuff that you know you go why couldn't you have done that before you got yourself in trouble when you look at look at the creativeness that resides within us we need to celebrate that during this month within the fiber of your mother within the fibers of your grandparents within the fiber of people who have brought you to the forefront even though you may have gone astray get off the stray boat you know, because within you, there is this ability to be something great. I mean, man, I'm still, I'm still inspired by the young lady who gave the poem at, at Biden's at Biden's uh, inauguration, and you look at her and you go, "Wow, man, she's just, she's just one of many. She just happened to float to the to the to the top, the cream that floated to the crop, and we we've heard her. But there are others just like this young lady that are out there." that are going to be phenomenal and going to be great, and they are the Father's people. You know, another person that comes to mind because I was I was born I was born in the church, and so consequently, gospel music has has influenced my life uh, from the beginning even to this very day. Uh, you know, I was I was raised up listening to uh, Mahalia Jackson, and uh, you know, and another guy that you don't hear very much about, but a, but a group of young men. That, that's uh, called that whose name was Alex Bradford and his and his group. And Alex Bradford uh, wrote a song that's called I'm Too Close. Clue, clue too close to heaven. Um, and and uh, he 
he was phenomenal. And after him, or along, not right, behind, not far behind him, came this very other popular uh, gospel music music leader, whose name was James Cleveland. And I was I was in my era of time. I was influenced by by these by the contributions that these gentlemen made to the faith of where the where I was and what I did, which is the reason why I, I spent probably a majority of my life just directing choirs and teaching choirs and singing music. These individuals really, really inspired inspired me. And so, you know, I bring them up in that context. My oldest son and I had this conversation yesterday. And uh, it's, it's very interesting because he and I are on the same wavelength. We, as a people, function better when we have leaders to vocalize for us and be the cheerleaders for us and give us the direction and show us the way. That's good. But you have to look historically. Do you realize that these folks have killed all of our leaders? Every time they, 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 they killed, they, they, inspired, they inspired from within the rank to kill Malcolm X. He was one of our leaders. So uh, when you look at at the leaders of that we have leaned on and been inspired by, they've all been killed. So there has to be a different approach to leadership. Leadership now within the ranks of black people in the world, and if we're going to if we're going to going to make a mark on systematic racism and 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 and. and and, and, and try to eliminate it, which we're not going to do, but we can minimize it, then the leadership of the black people has got to be more than one. It's got to be many so that they can't pick us off, so that they don't know where we are. See, because I read a, I read an article uh, in USA, in, in, um, excuse me, in Apple News uh, this week out of one of the newspapers where the Republican Party is putting a mark on, on, on Stacey Abrams because she's running for governor in, uh, in uh, um, Atlanta, in Georgia, and they want to defeat her. So they have kind of put a mark out on her to try to slow her down. Well, she's one of her leaders. She's one of our spokespersons. But there has to be there has to be more than one Stacey Abrams. There's got to be more people who are willing to stand out and go to the fore to be leaders. And the leadership that we have to have has got to come out of all out of all of the cultural avenues that cause that cause us to function. The church, the church, the church has got to quit pimping us. I'm tired of, I'm t- man, I'm so tired of black folks pimping black folks. There has to be, there has to be leadership that's systemic to educating and systemic to rallying us to a to a positive goal within ourselves that that helps us to not only to strengthen the community and you can't strengthen a community until you can strengthen your family you know but if and you and, and you have to lead your family before you can lead somebody else in the promotion of doing this I mean we've got the we've got the Oprahs of the world and we got uh, we have a few people of the world I just found I I I just found out when the 
young man, the gentleman who spoke at, I think it was at Howard University, and uh, at the conclusion of his speech, he was inspired to pay off the student loans of all the students that were graduating that year. I'm going, damn, this man got some money. You know, and I realized that we ain't trying to be too vocal about it because we still remember what they did at uh, when when they when they dropped when they dropped when they dropped all that mess on us at Black Wall Street. Here's what I'm going to say as a rabbi about the honorable uh, Minister Farrakhan. We all have opinions, and everybody's opinion is not not accepted by everybody, but that's okay. But there is a wealth of knowledge that comes out of the nation of Islam that's associated with black people. Uh, I'm impressed with how the nation of uh, the Islam nation under that leadership is able to take people and young men and cause them to to stand, to pull their britches up off their butt, put on a suit, put on a tie, and look like somebody, like somebody is worth something. Uh, I appreciate the 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 points that he makes on on, and they accuse him of being anti-Semitic. He's not anti-Semitic. He's not anti. I'm. You, you're going to call me anti, anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Semitic. I know who the, who the Shemites are. And they're not the Oxenazi Jews. We've talked about that. So he's not anti-Semitic. And when he talks about them, he talks about them within the context of the history because most of the black folks don't know that it was the Oxenazi Jews that were part of the transatlantic slave trade. So yeah, I'm pissed off at him. And I agree with him. I don't have to agree with everything he says, but you know, come on. Most of you, most people don't agree with everything that's said in their house. So I mean, it's, it, that's. But you know, you listen to a person, you take the meat, and you leave the bones. Listen to the graciousness. Listen to the truth. Fact check the information that's being said. If the information that's being said resonates with truth, and you got to accept that it's being true. So you know. Um, you know, uh, you know. I mean, Malcolm X. Malcolm X is to be celebrated. I mean, the, I I remember the movie. He, he walked up there in front of all them people, and 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 the, and the policeman said, "This is too much power for one man." No, it's not. We need a Pied Piper, but today we don't need one Pied Piper. We need many Pied Pipers within the within the fiber and the within the fiber of our of this of this exiled place that we are, that we can resonate to, rally around, and be and get some strength from, so that when the people want to knock us off, they don't they they, they only get one. And there's still one, there's still one, still one waving out there, and you don't know where they are. So I kind of wanted to talk about these things uh, tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, t- today within the within the issue and the time frame of Black History Month, because once again, being a rabbi and you know my job is my job is to teach scripture, and so scripture is part of my mind, and so I go back to the book of Daniel, uh, who was another person of color. And Daniel, when he realized that what the Most High was pronouncing 
up on Israel, he asked the most high a question. He says, what about my people? And that's why I am today. My question is, what about my people? Because my people are the people that belong to the Most High, whom the Most High has made promises to, but yet and still in this this exile, he's brought us to the forefront of entertainment. We're We're the greatest entertainers in the world. We're the greatest people of music in the world. We are the greatest contributors to to life in the world. Um, we've got a it's common knowledge that it was a, a black plumber who who is the creator of open heart surgery for which he gets no credit for. Um, we have um, we have we have as I said we have another black man I don't know his name who was the creator of cell phones for which we get he gets no credit for. So I mean our contribute our, our contribution to society is great while this other nation of people want to make us one if you know what if we're one-fourth of a man we are a hell of a one-fourth you can go around pontificating that you're the superior race but your contribution to society is minimal and if you still want to call us one-fourth of a man then doggone it we're going to celebrate the one-fourth we are because we are one hell of a one-fourth of a man because we have made a lot of contributions that keep your behind alive wouldn't be no blood transfusions wouldn't be no open heart surgery you know so uh I, I just wanted to I wanted to have an opportunity uh, in our in the first launching of our podcast this year to be a part of this black history time and express some concerns and uh, point out some factors that um, I don't know people probably know this but I think everything that we've said tonight it can be fact checked uh, in terms of their existence but uh, these people have these people that I mentioned tonight are some of the greatest contributors going all the way back to creation and once again my my great great I don't know how great 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 back father Abraham goes but he is he's my father and he's a person of color and 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 one of one of my ancestors was one of the greatest prophets the most high said that Mashe was was the greatest prophet of all and he was a person of color and King David and King Hezekiah you know these people these people make contributions and then you know we don't even know we don't even know out of the lineage of the of the host of our Israelite family what kind of contributions they all made to society and to civilization. But we can say this much. I know today that I am a product of those people and I want to celebrate them not just on Sunday and on the Shabbat, but I want to celebrate them and bring them to the fore in the conversation as we celebrate this time that's called Black History Month. And we're talking about Hebrews in exile. Shalom. Shalom.